When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are talking about Trancers, a.k.a. Future Cop, from 1984, <laughs> as picked by yeah. Scott. Scott, Sick. I mean, I got some ideas, but why'd you pick Trancers? It's a Christmas movie. Of course. Yeah! I would say it's more, I feel like it's more of a Christmas movie than last week's Bloodbeat. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is that this is more of a Christmas movie, but less talked about as a Christmas movie. You know? Let's talk about it as a Christmas movie and is, of course, Christmas in Los Angeles, my favorite place for Christmas movies to take place. <laughs> Not a snowflake to be seen. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's Christmas year round there, apparently. Yeah. And I would have loved if they focused on a little bit more Christmas in the dystopian future that is Los Angeles, which would yeah. have even less snowflake, like even less of a possibility. Dude, LA was underwater. LA was gone. Yeah. LA was underwater. Yeah. I, I had so, to. Lost Angeles. I've watched this movie one and a half times in the first. The, the 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 both times I watched that scene where he's swimming and there's a uh, there are skyscrapers in the ocean now I was like oh New York no <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's the few skyscrapers from downtown Los Angeles that they somehow were allowed to build yeah uh, earthquake proof I guess I don't know so Scott I was thinking of you specifically when I pulled this one trivia fact uh, because it's so ridiculous actually there's <laughs> There's one I didn't write down that's the one of the dumber IMDb trivia facts I've stumbled into in a while, but it says, at the time of Transfer's release, one of the marketing assistants who had just started working for Empire International Pictures was future actor Greg Kinnear, and Transfer's was his first film that he was assigned to help promote for the studio. 13 years later, when Kinnear became a full-fledged actor, he would co-star with Helen Hunt in As Good As It Gets. Which I talked about yeah. one month ago. Oh, five yeah. months ago, I guess. The, yeah. the film in which Helen Hunt won a Best Actress Oscar and Greg Kinnear was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar. That's um, wild. Also on the craziness that Helen Hunt is in this movie. She's not uh, just in this movie. She's in the next movie in the, wow. in the franchise, too. Jesus and so Christ. is Megan fucking Ward. 
What was in the water in 1992? So, well, I can explain a little bit of I that. I love how it's eight we'll get there. years we'll get there. between we'll get there. these films. Is it really? So, I think Helen really Hunt's still in it? Yeah. Like, what the, the fuck? fuck was she doing? I, in 1993, she was doing... Wait, if it was 1993, this is listed as 85, so it was almost a decade later. <laughs> That's this, crazy this, to me. Um, so, Transfers was released in the UK in 84, late 84, and then in the US in May of 85, if I remember correctly from the wiki. What? So, but I, I, it's considered an 84 film. Um, but I, when I was looking at the franchise info, I'm pretty sure it said that the next movie is came out in 92. So- 91. 91, okay. Of 91. So, so let's just call it seven years. Seven year difference. That's still And they still right? got Helen Hunt. And to me, yeah, to me, Helen Hunt is already like a fucking is she not a is she not a star at that point? No, what dude, it took until 90? Twister in ninety six, right? Oh yeah. my god. So the other the other fact that made me laugh out loud was that it just said <laughs> Helen Hunt yells at at Jack when he attacks Murray. Helen Hunt also appears or was the co-star of Mad About You with Paul Reiser, where they had a pet dog named Mary. And I I'm like, great hate, work. I fucking great hate work, this. IMDb trivia. <laughs> I hate those. I hate those specific types of trivia, like where it's just a thing about one thing, a thing about the other, very thin the connective tissue yeah. that is actually truly not that fucking and yeah, not cool. I didn't even click <laughs> into the sequels care. until y'all said that there were six of them because now this is thrown off my what did I watch or not the, my what did I watch this week what what would be my double feature completely into a whole nother realm because I'm so confused but it says the film received a direct-to-video sequel in 1991 called Transfers 2 The Return of Jack Death additionally Transfers the City of Los Angeles was shot in between the yeah. first and second film. It was a 20-minute short that was shot as part of an unreleased 1988 anthology film called Pulse Pounders, but was released separately on DVD <laughs> in 2013. Hot. Yeah. I, it's on Tubi. Yeah, I saw that that was an option. It's listed as Transfers 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> I did not watch anything else in this series. Just so you, This was my first full watch, and mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I could make it through another Transfers. I mean, this was an enjoyable watch for the show, but I don't think uh, yeah, I, I don't, don't think there's I any can't. other... There's no more blood in this stone to be to be squeezed out. So, no. Scott, you might appreciate this. Uh, Pulse Pounders. Stone. I just clicked into Pulse Pounders because it had its own wiki page. <laughs> Pulse Pounders was the 1988 American anthology film that would have been directed by Charles Band. The film is composed of three 30-minute short films, two of which were sequels to Trancers and The Dungeon Master. Oh, God. The, wow. The third is an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's The Evil Clergyman. Pulse Pounders was originally shot in 1987 and 1988 with the intent of being released, but was shelved due to the collapse of Empire International. Of course. Pictures. I wonder, has, oh my God. So nothing's Vinegar been, Syndrome will release released. it. Don't worry. Oh, no, <laughs> work print was discovered in 19, in 2011 and was digitally remastered. The Eagle, the evil clergyman segment received its world premiere showing at the Chicago flashback film weekend. Oh, uh, the movie was received with mostly positive reviews. Horrornews.net even stating that the movie was a must-watch for any Reanimator fan. Oh, and that it didn't quite live up to Reanimator, but was still quite good. Uh, the Evil Clergyman was later released on a DVD by Full Moon Pictures in October of 2012. Okay. So here's a question. Does Full Moon own all of the rights to Empire's movies? Basically, yeah, because Empire was Charles Band's first company yeah. that collapsed. Mm -hmm. And then he literally started Full Moon the next year. And I feel like part of his like 
filing for bankruptcy and then starting this new company's plan was to buy as much of the Empire oh, hits there. as he you could know, get I his hands on. I never thought about it. I really, I knew that, yeah. that yeah. Empire collapsed and he immediately started Full Moon, but I just never thought about that overlap there. I feel like, how do you pronounce this dude's name? Tim Thomerson? Tim Thomerson, who plays the main character in this. Oh, Jack Death. Uh, I feel like him and Charles Band have a pretty good working relationship because mm-hmm. he shows up in a lot of his movies later on down the line after this. And I feel like I remember, like he was in Zone Troopers the next year. Um, I feel like Zone I remember Troopers. when I used to be a diehard dude <laughs> hanging out on the fucking full moon message boards and all that stuff. Like, he was this is a weird comparison but like he was what like Johnny Depp is to Tim Burton. Oh, like people sure. were just oh, like oh man another Tim Tom- Thompson thing because like this dude was in all the Transfers movies. He was Doll Man. He was I was in about bed to ask channels. was he Doll Man? Yeah. Yeah, he was Doll Man. He was in Bed Channels. Like there's a lot of overlap with him and Full Moon Pictures where he just like kept coming back to do more and more. And, like, this dude, not that he had, like, a major career by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, you also scroll through his IMDb, and he's, like, doing guest appearances on Sabrina Teenage Witch, and he's appearing in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. dude was at least getting hired for bit roles, and he's far he's from working. a terrible actor, even by comparison of the full right. moon stock of actors. Like, he's clearly a little bit better <laughs> than most of them. So, it's, yeah, uh, he's doing he's doing the damn thing. He really is. And he, yeah, and he, what, like, he, I mean, as far as, like, the level of what Trancers is when you need a future cop to then also work well in the 80s, in like, he fucking, he did it. Like, he, uh, Jack Death on paper is who Tim Thomerson, like, looks like. Like, he, they, they yeah. typecasted him perfectly. Is like, whatever. Like, because they did a whole comic series, too, and he feels like a comic book character. Like, this is a very comic book movie. It's like, yes. It's, and it, you know what I don't think it is, works. though? It's not much of a horror movie. No, this is, this less... is firmly a sci fi action from, mm-hmm. from Empire Pictures and Full Moon. Uh, are you upset but... about that? Does it, does it not fall into Listen, the. We've, we've talked about wanting to do more, bin, more sword well. and sandal stuff, and I feel like the occasional sci fi action movie perfectly like this totally makes sense thinking that this is coming from the same production company that was doing shit like arena you know yeah. what i mean where it's just like yeah. is arena uh, horror arena. movie no dude we need to do arena on the show arena i really... know i know we do, we blew it on a patreon episode that was not the i right don't even call. remember talking about it we yeah just we did it as a patreon way do you ever, think that the patrons ago. are gonna care uh i'll do it I'll fucking do it. Especially since they'll we almost have 30 of them at this point. We'll see you like, at the arena. You, you guys know VCR of Death, yeah, right? On, yeah, one of my on, favorites. I'm pretty sure that that account did a uh, a little s- a shot from Arena within the last week or two. And I was like, damn, Arena is fucking great. It's so mm-hmm. fun. It came it's up suggested right movie. after Transfers on Tubi. Hey, like, it's on Tubi. Big one in. Yeah. Um, yep. d- oh, speaking of the Tubi of it all, because we all watch this on Tubi, you'd yeah. think that me being the Full Moon fan that I am, that I would own all six Transfers films. But or even Full Moon films for me. Tubi, because of Tubi, I got a beautiful ad letting me know that there is a Journey in Toto concert coming my way. What? Which I'm like, you know what? That's probably a kick-ass show that's out of my price range. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think that, I, don't, I mean, I don't know 
dude, AFI is coming in a couple weeks to, well, I mean, by this point, by the time this drops, they'll have passed already, but um, they're coming and tickets are like 50 bucks per person mm. for standing room. That's not too like, bad. Uh, no, no, for them and considered. one opener, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. AFI yeah. Ha- made my favorite punk record of all time, and I'm not paying $50 to see them live in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I think the journey so in saying, total though, is I... probably not that expensive. That's what I'm getting at. I'm curious. I'm curious because I feel like there's a lot of hits between the those app? two bands. No, dude. They got to keep that mysteriousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah. Do they just do they just sound like the record or do they like fucking Well, when I saw Journey rip? 6 years ago, they sounded quite like the records. I think yeah. that Neil Sean because it's the Neil Sean Do they show. noodle? Do they noodle? Neil Sean noodles. No- okay, noodle cool. Sean is what <laughs> I want to call him. The, he is the if I remember correctly, he's the last remaining original member of Journey. It's fine. It, it's Guys, whatever. The cheapest the cheapest tickets to see them in Allentown, which is the closest venue is Eighty-seven dollars no. a ticket. You can't. Immediately, you, no. can't. you can't. You can't. No, do fuck it. that. You can't do it. We won't let you. I would. I also just want to check. Okay, so so if I go to the Boardwalk Hotel in Atlantic City, it's fifty dollars for the cheapest tickets. But yeah, but then you have to go Atlantic to Atlantic City. City. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no. no. You got to be paid to go to. Atlantic it's the City. Journey Freedom Tour 2023 featuring special guest Toto. Well, yeah. Is that co-headlining, or would you consider Toto? No, there's no Toto co-headlining. Toto's yeah. three hits, Journey's like a greatest hits That's album true. at least. Bro, yeah. listen, when I saw them, they played for close to ninety minutes. Mm. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's a good mm-hmm. there's I think people forget so how many journey songs they know and love. Oh yeah, and they play every single one of them. They started their set six years ago with Only the Young and I about crapped my pants. I was so excited. It's a and great they, song. And they ended with um or before their encore they ended with be good to yourself which i could not have expected i would if you would have put a gun to my head then like mm-hmm. what's the they song they just with? play the never... 15 tracks off the greatest hits album like on shuffle they're like basically right. and then of course they ended with any way you want it they do have a new record out this year if i remember correctly so they will be playing some new stuff they'll play like two yeah. songs off of it that no oh, one's gonna man. care about except for the you know 50 year old drunk ladies who are like Neil Sean all right so we've done a great job so far 15 minutes into not not talking about about oh wait I do want to I do have one important important thing to bring up did anybody else see Brian Kelly's cameo no it was at the punk concert it was it was Lena's ex it fucking looked like Brian to me, I can so see him, but I didn't see Brian in him. I immediately saw and he immediately Brian. Immediately got smacked like, in the fucking <laughs> mouth by the worst time traveler I've ever seen. While like Jack, while Jingle Punks was playing in the background, yeah, and I, you know, <laughs> Matt was like, he was he was talking to me about what I need to prep for the um, the Geekscape, which I think will actually be happening the day after this after episode this? Okay, comes well, out. Um, uh, by this time, I will have done a couple like metal-ish jingle or uh, Christmas songs and he was like mm-hmm. it's because of you that this came to mind and I'm like what are you talking about and he's like I listened to this punk rock version of Jingle Bells in a movie you picked you idiot and I'm like really? <laughs> I, I watched that scene yeah. I did not skip that scene no. I watched Jack Death punch a punk in the mouth I heard awful music in the background and mm-hmm. I did not catch that it was Jingle Bells at all. It, did, it took me half the scene. It took me half of the scene, maybe when they cut to the singer actually singing. Um, I, I saw that part. 
I, I did. know. I don't know how. I mean, that's the only. That was the only. I, I'm not. Sign I'm for not me. questioning how you caught it. I'm questioning yeah. how I. Didn't. How you didn't catch it? Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm concerned for you. <laughs> it was real. You're bad. good at. You're usually good at that. It was stuff. really, really bad. Um, yeah. But I do have to say that uh, Jack Death is. As I said, the worst time traveler I have ever experienced um, mm. in a movie. But mm-hmm. he is also the most out of control son of a bitch in the game. <laughs> he is, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a Twister reference for all you youngins out there, because you oh, know, Helen Hunt was Helen Hunt was in Twister eleven years after this. Um, the the best beautiful. line of this movie, though, mm-hmm. she's like he's like putting so much oil in his hair. And, and she looks at him and she goes, what are you doing? And he goes, dry hair is for squids. And it doesn't – what's a squid? Like, no, we haven't you, even learned that yet. Are you talking about the sea creatures? Because, the, one, they don't have hair. Two, they live in the fucking ocean. Their hair would never be dry. So – he The dude's clueless. So the dude's also 300 years out of whatever where, – wherever we are. Right? 300 years? Because uh, yeah. it's like two, 22, 27 or something was the fucking year. Let's, let's just was. say 250 years. Yeah. So he's – I mean, squids might not – squids could be what we think of as fucking like saber-toothed tigers. It's like we kind of know what they but look like. Don't. But we don't really like – like, They're like dinosaurs. They're dinosaurs. Where we're like, are, do they look like birds or not? Yeah, and it's like she's like squids, like the calam, like the fucking calamari. That went like we'll go to Venice Beach. We can figure it out. <laughs> it's like, ten miles away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, I loved when he tried to pronounce Kawanga. Uh, it was there was this movie was, was also was a chock Matt full. Kelly moment. Yeah, yeah, this this joke this movie was full of like L.A. jokes. Like right when he like mm. the first. The first twenty minutes that he spends in Los Angeles was written. To be like, L.A. is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> like it was, you know, it's all it was written for. And he really is. He's a, he's the worst time traveler, and he has all the ability to go to and fro. And like, so he has the safety net. He has the safety he net does. to not fuck it up, and he fucks it up. He fucks it up so bad, dude. Banging Helen Hunt once is I mean, just gonna make you stupid. Yeah. Well, and he didn't even experience it the one time. The first time he fucking because he had got he got sent back. Then we cut back to post-coital. Is that, and that, is that how you... Post-coital, yeah. yeah. It's so... Yeah, yeah. I find and, it's and so it's random that they, that they do send him back to the future for like 30 seconds and then bounce back into 85 They send mid-movie. him back to go and slap yeah. him and then send him back. They gave him another it's, watch, though. Isn't that when they gave him the second watch? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Also, it's, that was a long fucking 10 device. seconds, all right? That well, was no, more someone like Someone broke down seconds. the math of that shit with the bullet. Like for the bullet to be going the speed a bullet goes and for him to slow that thing down to 10 seconds, they got about 55 seconds out of that fucking Mm -hmm. watch. Mm -hmm. Charles Band (laughs) knew what he was doing because that felt like 55 seconds to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a line that that made me chuckle because Helen Hunt plays a punk and man, perfect casting because when I think punk, (laughs) I think Helen Hunt. Yeah, she has a little bit of blue in her hair. Uh, and the little Insane. boy goes, Not How even do you new have way. blue hair? And she goes, Because it's cold in the North Pole. <laughs> and it, that gave me this a smile. This is like the multiverse smile and a chuckle. For Silent Night, Deadly Night. The kid sees Santa <laughs> freak the fuck out, and then he's like, Naughty. <laughs> naughty. Naughty. <laughs> you could, you could melt, you could put these movies together perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this leads, this is like the Silent Night, Deadly Night part two, is you just remove all of the Silent Night flashbacks and put <laughs> scenes Trancers. from Trancers. <laughs> Somebody get on that. I'm not. I'm 
not putting that 15 minutes into it. my yeah, day. Yeah, but somebody else All right, can. so do we have anything else we need to say about um, Trancer, just, a.k.a. Just Future this, Cop? This is the is such a a, a, uh, a Christmas movie because they're the three wise men who are literally just drunks, um, yeah. drunk homeless dudes. I loved that. And then um, I, I really have to say that my my other favorite part of this movie that doesn't exist in the movie is the review that I read from Neil Gaiman saying that he enjoyed it. Like Neil yeah. Gaiman enjoyed Neil Gaiman enjoyed it. There was someone else. I want to say like James Cameron like liked it enough that he recommended some of the people in the movie to like other filmmakers. Jesus like, hey, Christ. I saw this movie Trancers. Somehow this gets compared to like I've I've read multiple things that are like it's like a pseudo Terminator movie. And I'm I like, saw I that too. I, I, I Terminator just because at all in this. It's just because it's time travel and it was yeah. a year or two after Terminator. I mean, it's no shocking dark, I'll tell you what. No, fuck, dude. It's no shocking dark, for better or worse. I had this thought while I was watching it, and it's it's irrational because I'm a horror movie fan. So it negate it, it would be against my own fucking thoughts. But I was like, I don't watch a lot of science fiction because... I can't have that suspension of dis- like good science fiction. I I I need a like the proper suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of it doesn't have it for me. And I understand how silly that is to say as a horror fan. I do. I like I I hear that completely, uh, especially the shit that I watch. But like science fiction does not do it for me. Like if I can't, and I don't want to think too hard about it either. Like I just need you to present me with the whatever made up shit you've said, but you need to do it cohesively and a lot of, and and if you can't do that, then I'm not fucking in. And that's a lot of science fiction. I don't know. So transfers didn't get me. So here's, I I wanted to check the whole fact here. So it was James Cameron reportedly enjoyed the movie and began recommending Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo for different, for various projects. Now, how successful that was is up for debate. Um, their career, if you look at like what they've written post this, they wrote Zone Troopers, which I've said is not very good. They wrote Arena. They wrote The Wrong Guys. But the big one is that they're the writers of The Rocketeer from 1991. Oh. Bro, you know why that makes total sense? And I really <laughs> wish that you hadn't said that because it would have been a perfect double feature is because future clothes in the 80s is just 40 clo- 40s clothes on drugs. Yeah, That's all it and is. And they're most... This is also pretty insane. This is the most recent. Their most recent film that they wrote was um, The Five Bloods, the war drama that Spike Lee did in 2020. It's Chadwick Bosman's last movie. Oh, wow. Like, it was like an Oscar contender written by the guys who wrote Trancers, um, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, the one guy went on to write a lot of video games. So he wrote some TV and video games, including uh, like a 007 video game. And then they also wrote for the 90s Flash TV series, Viper and the Sentinel uh, 90s TV series. So they always kind of stuck with either crime or sci-fi, it looks like. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. 
All right, Scott. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What, what's your double feature with transfers besides the obvious options of transfers 1.5 to 6? <laughs> and the Rocketeer. I really wish that I had known that because I would have stuck with it because the Rocketeer and transfers is, is just, it would have been a delight because I fucking yeah. love the Rocketeer. Rocketeer's I, any so excuse good. to watch that movie. But um, I was going to go with Existence. Um, okay. Cronenberg, because they feel kind of similar in the idea of like jumping into different bodies. That was kind of where my brain went with it. And I feel like that would be a good night because I love existence. I feel like we need to do it on the show eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's Cronenberg. So, I mean, no one's going to be like, oh, you can't do that movie on this show because it's, right. it's horror adjacent and it's, it's pretty gooey. So, of course, I like it. I, incorrectly assumed that all of the transfer sequels were produced by Empire. Um, I just thought that in classic Charles Band Puppet Master style, he was just making one a year. Mm-hmm. Because my double That's feature not true. was... No, my double feature was Doll Man because I was always under the impression that when Empire fell apart, he lost the rights to transfers and just immediately made a brand new movie called Doll Man that is so close to the same plot line, it's insane. Because Doll Man is about a guy from the a space cop from the future <laughs> who has to travel into the past on Earth, but when he does, he shrinks down to being a foot tall. Oh, that's crazy. And his name's Dath Jack, right? It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, Brick Barlow. Um, and I would say that Doll up. Man has a little bit more horror vibe to it just because, like, the main villain is just a head that floats on like a giant, like almost Roomba <laughs> in the sky, like a, right. a sky Roomba. Roomba but also to be, beyond everything, <laughs> <laughs> beyond all of the other things that we said that Dom Man has in common with Trancers, it also got its own comic books. That's right. Hell yeah, bro. That's right. Can't Was it Dark Horse? Because I feel like Dark Horse did all of the shit in the no, 90s. Eternity Comics. Eternity, yeah, well. yeah, I was going to say Eternity. I, I don't I, oh, don't act like you knew that. Oh, I had yeah. it on Horror Eternity, Finds. That's the oh, only reason Eternity I knew comics that, fair, fair. Eternity Comics that uh, collapsed in 1994. Yeah, I know, noth- I know nothing about Eternity Comics other than they did the Transfers comic. That's literally those, those facts go hand in hand. Know nothing else. Man, I feel like such a moron for being like, how would you know that? No, I, it was fine. It was fine. Other Because otherwise, you'd be right. <laughs> Turning comics that brought us such brilliant comic books as Dark Wolf, Dinosaurs for Hire, x oh, I loved it. I love Dinosaurs for Hire. The I Love Lucy comic. <laughs> what, in 1992? The, the Phantom of the Opera comic book. Oh, really? The Plan 9 from Outer Space 30 Years Later comic book. Wow. Robotech, the comic book. Oh, Robotech. And the, and the Three Stooges, the Knuckleheads Return. The Knuckleheads Return. What a weird fucking time. <laughs> the early 90s with their obsession with the 40s in all senses of, of things things is just, I, I'll never understand it. Um, you know, like when they did the um, 
the 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 shadow movie with Alec fucking Baldwin. Yeah, um, and this thing only lit. This company was from '86 to '94. They no, didn't they even did, get a full decade puppet, of publication. Yeah, they did Puppet going. Master because I had <laughs> Puppet Master one on the sh- on the shop, and then they did one called Monster Frat House, which I had for fucking ever on the shop. And I was like, somebody's gotta buy it. What? I would have bought that. <laughs> I know that, that sounds very Matt to me. That is <laughs> that a very I should have just, just sent it to you. I the the bigger question though, beyond what Eternity Comics put out, was Kyle. Oh. What would your double feature be with yes. this movie? Um, <laughs> I would choose uh, I Come in Peace, a.k.a. Dark Angel, or vice versa, um, however you like it. It's just Angel it just Dark? Like Angel Dark? No, dark, <laughs> uh, which I don't know which one's the actual Oh, oh, title. oh, sorry. When you said um, vice versa, I thought you were saying that it nah. could be any one of three titles. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no, no. I was no, not no, being I, facetious or, or cheeky. <laughs> it's fine. I, I would. I I've never heard never, of it. It's funny. I never think that of you, Scott. Uh, I never think that you're being facetious. I love that for you. So don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just. I. I haven't even seen that movie, and I went into Transfers blind, only knowing the vibe of uh, the comic and the posters and mm-hmm. the many a sequel. I come in peace is the same thing. I know that Rucker Hauer looks like some sort of futuristic fucking weirdo, and I just feel like the I I don't know. It just feels like uh, vibe central for for me on this one. So um, it's fine. I'm gonna go with that. I accept it. We Thank accept you. it. We accept it. <laughs> one of us. All right, Scott. What did you watch? Read. Um, listen read? to, etc. Am I supposed to be literate for this show? It's horror movie. Horror movie night. Um, you are the highest picker of written works uh, says segment. the guy that's read every Goosebump book multiple times <laughs> yeah but I don't talk about it every week on the what did I read this week? very true um, well so <laughs> I, I am still waiting to discuss Hellraiser 2022 but someone has not finished it yet so Helen hopefully, Hunt uh, well, Helen <laughs> H-U-N-T so instead I'm gonna while we wait hopefully that my Christmas present hopefully my Christmas present will be that we get to discuss Hellraiser 2022 um in lieu of that, I am going to mention that I watched a uh, another full moon picture that came up on um, on Shutter when I couldn't sleep the other day. Head of the family. Oh, awful! So First time me, watch. Uh, let no, me ask no. you this question, Second. Scott, because I Still feel like this is one show. that we've no. considered. Will we watch this for the show? No, it's. Not I always happening. thought it was too boring and slow. But it sucks, dude. It sucks. It doesn't and it's hold like, up to the premise. The promise of the poster versus what you actually get in Head of the Family is so upsetting. Yeah, like, dude. You, you get everything that's on, in the poster. Like, it's just not as fun as it seems. Did you like learn it would anything be. new on this watch, Scott? I learned how to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it put you to sleep perfectly. It's just so, I, I bought it's that so movie dumb. at a fucking grocery store and immediately turned. I was like, I, I don't know. Did it you horrifying it? Uh, no, no, it was pre horrifying. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what I did with it. It's but still it's on gone. my shelf downstairs. I, but that I'm doesn't like, mean anything, Matt. Yeah, we, no, we've it's not one that I'll watch. You owning it will something literally means sit on that shit. shelf. <laughs> I, I, I forget who I said this to, but I'm like, there's certain movies that sit on my shelf for no other reason than if someone says, hey. Have you ever heard of a movie called Head of the Family? And I can say, here, you can borrow it. <laughs> like, I think you've said that to me literally about Head of the Family. I feel like we've had this conversation. Yeah. Or no, you know what? Maybe it was during the live stream and I said it about Requiem for a Dream. That Requiem for a oh, Dream sure. sits on my shelf yes, for sure. no other reason than if someone says, hey, have you I've been meaning to watch Requiem for a Dream and I can just say, here, take this. And I don't, and I don't have a library card. Can yeah. you help me? Yeah. Who doesn't you have Libby in right 2022? Away. Libby. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it, yeah, I was going to say it's not Overdrive anymore. Now it's Libby. Yeah. All right. So I was actually scratching the surface on like, I don't know what else to fucking talk about because a lot of my watches lately have just been, oh, it's Halloween time. Let me rewatch some old favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't think I brought up that I, for three weeks, was obsessed with yet another Netflix uh, reality show, which was the Netflix return of The Mole. Which I think I told Kyle about, but I don't think I've talked oh, about. Oh, Megan on the likes show. that that show. Yeah, she she watched it too. Yeah, or no, she didn't watch a lot of it. She watched some of it. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I would say the biggest strike against this season of the mole was that as soon as someone told me, I'm pretty sure it's this person for this reason, I immediately was like, Yep, that's who the mole is. <laughs> like, like there. I I've been told that other seasons past, I'd never watched the show before. I just watched the Netflix revamp of it um that that uh sometimes it's a lot harder to kind of figure out the mystery of the mole but basically for those of you who don't know the very short version is like think survivor but that there's an additional contestant hired by the producers to make sure that they fail their goals and not have a giant pot of money and the only way to stay in the game to win the money is to constantly be correct on who you are suspicious of being the mole um and if you get too many questions wrong at the end of each week when they're asking you who do you think the mole is, then you get eliminated for having the most questions wrong about the identity of him, him or her. I mean, they uh, really should have called it the leprechaun because you said something about a pot of gold and I just be... I, that's, I'll, all, that's all it is. Why, I'm a leprechaun! <laughs> Why, I'm the mole! Um, but yes. Uh, You'll that, never that be is... able to learn my name! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my fun little... Um, thing I'll also just say because we're doing the Leprechaun thing, ninety one Donkey Lane's Christmas or Halloween episode this year was them ranking all of the Leprechaun movies. Um, and Are they, they all also zero? giving their letterbox their letterbox star ratings, which ranged from a half a star all the way up to their number one movie in the Leprechaun franchise that gained a full star, <laughs> which was the, the first one in the franchise. I love those guys so much. <laughs> oh shit, brutal. Uh, but Kyle, take us yeah. home. I'm really behind, <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to give a shout out uh, to a filmmaker buddy of mine named Dylan Young, who not only was down at Knoxville, but he had won an award for his short, The Kid's Revenge, which I just watched before I got here, which is, um, I believe he did it as the trail, like they have a trailer competition down mm-hmm. there uh, called Grindhouse Grind Out, which is open for all filmmakers to like, it's... It's not a 48-hour film project, but it's one of those things where it's like you Super have to do it in a really small amount of time. And he did a fucking great one. It's like a like a revenge western uh, that he did where the effects are fucking great. All this to say is that he was a good dude, and I asked him to send me a program from Knoxville because uh, the woodsman played down there on a fucking crazy stacked day, which I with with the day ending with society by Brian. Oh Hanna, yeah, that's just, right. I did <laughs> see that on your Insta. Um, and, and, uh, and he sent me a program so that I could keep it, but he also hooked me up because he runs, um, not only is he a filmmaker, but he runs a uh, company called Video Nasties LLC, nasty, uh, N-A-S-T-Y apostrophe S. Um, and he was like, pick something from the shop. And I didn't know what the shop was. I went <laughs> and he, uh, he does, uh, some great t-shirts he's got a hobgoblins t-shirt he, oh my god and, hobgoblins. Yeah, he has a herschel gordon lewis pin that he sent me um and he also sent me this pieces shirt so for the patrons you can see the pieces shirt oh god no you can't <laughs> there it is <laughs> <laughs> no you can't 
never mind you can't you can actually just go to video nasties just look up video nasties llc um his web store will come up but he's got some really really rad shirts they're comfy too i mean t-shirts are not cheap anymore no. but if you know but um the this is there it's a great quality and the design's dope the design goes all the way down the shirt like it's like an inch from the hem at the bottom and i just yeah. fucking love i just love the almost almost all over front print mm-hmm. i um, i i have a love hate with those shirts i mm-hmm. love when i'm wearing them mm-hmm. i hate when i'm selling them and trying to awkwardly fold them in a presentable <laughs> way on yes. the table yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> but that i do want to mention another stacked place where the woodsman is playing is if you're listening to this episode on december 8th which is the thursday night that it comes out on december 9th at a time to still be determined the woodsman is playing as part of the geekscape third annual live stream spectacular for big brothers big sisters of coastal and northern new jersey there's a bunch of posts probably in the horror movie night facebook group there's probably even a live stream happening within that very group uh on friday Keep an eye open. The schedule will definitely be posted by the time you're listening to this episode of when that is playing. But Kyle, thank you again for graciously giving us that gift for this one-time screening only because we are going to re-edit the live stream to remove the <laughs> short film from the live stream and re-upload it after the fact. So, yes. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm happy to do it. I, 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 I loved uh, being part of that for years before uh, yeah. and to have the short play there. It's very cool. So I, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, well, that was Trancers. And next week, the Christmas train comes to a stunning halt. <laughs> uh, for my pick next week. And then... Pull that emergency brake, motherfucker. We'll be right back on the Christmas train for a little bit. In the bit. middle of the We're going to be on the train for yeah. a while, we're yeah. actually. We're just waiting. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. We're not going to get off the train after Christmas either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just keep riding this train with us for the next couple weeks here at Horror Movie Night. listening to the Geekscape Network.